Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We are in the week leading up to Friday, July 16th, which is extra exciting because we're going to be back to being a movie theater again. Yay. And it's the the 13th today too, so it's like July day the 13th, which is fun. Oh, a month from today, (laughs) something very exciting might be happening at the Mayfair. Or maybe not. You know, anything could happen or not happen. (laughs) Yeah, we're hoping something very cool happens. Yeah. Opening at all, I guess. Is In so multiple curious. dimensions. <laughs> We're so excited for everything happening now. So, yeah, it's been quite a few days. Last we spoke, last time on the Mayfair Theater Podcast, mm. I think we knew this was coming, right? Like, there was yeah. rumors that we might open a little bit early... But we still were not sure what was going yeah. on. I was just mainlining the last three episodes yesterday. So okay, I'm yeah. very up to date with the things we thought we knew. Yeah. And that, like two episodes ago was when you were like, maybe earlier than the 23rd. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't have any. You were like, people are saying it. I don't know who they are or if we can trust them. So the funny chain of events for me is on Friday. So around when the last podcast hit, I got an email in the morning It was a rare day where I didn't have to come in to swap out the marquee because there wasn't a rental and the previous day marquee was for our friend Pascal who has a sign painting business so I just left it up for two days. So I got this email saying can you do an interview about things opening up a few days early and I was like sure but the weird way journalism works nowadays is instead (laughs) of waiting for facts they go off of their it's possible speculation yeah and you know who am i to judge all these journalists and stuff but so i immediately went to the internet and there was no news there was nothing and this is early on friday morning as the day progressed actual news came out but i just thought it was funny that instead of being it is noon a press release came out let's talk about it so i was getting asked questions that i couldn't answer because i was like well, I don't know what the new rules are. We don't know if they're 25% or 50%. You're don't... like, do you know the rules? Yeah. <laughs> and one person at one point got all flustered and went, wait, let me check. Oh, wait, we don't know that yet. And so it was <laughs> what the hell? It was very funny. But I was quite the uh, media darling because I believe I did two newspaper interviews, two TV interviews, and two radio interviews on Friday. On the same day? On the same day. And you got your shot. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, and it was just... This blur, because people are asking you questions, and I feel for... You always see celebrities joke about this, where it's like Chris Pratt or Seth Rogen or whoever do 50 or 60 interviews a day just sitting in a hotel room. And I did six, and I'm just like, I'm just answering the same question over and over again. <laughs> I felt like, I just can you just go to that guy's answers, and I don't have to answer these anymore? Oh, but So, yeah, so we had a busy weekend. Lee had to figure out programming. We kind of hinted to the internet what was going on, and now it is Tuesday, so moments ago I put up the flyer schedule onto our website and social media. Tomorrow morning I'll probably put up the template for advanced ticket sales, so the advanced ticket sales won't be super advanced, but... (laughs) Advanced enough. It's still technically true. They'll be up before Friday. I told somebody, I said, at latest Thursday afternoon, but... You'll be fine. The amount of times we actually sold out via advanced tickets wasn't very much. Mm. And now we will have more seats, which we are still kind of figuring out. The confusion was 50%. It's not 50%. It's 50% versus safety rules. So you still have to kind of stay away from people. I think that's going to be 90 seats, Mm. but we shall see. So 
that's where we are right now. We're recording a podcast today. Raina has been in, one of our managers, and figuring out all our candy bar stuff. Marcus, our projectionist, has been in and getting stuff ready there. So we'll be ready, but there was a part of me that's like, oh, I'd be happy just to wait another week. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's nice to be there, to be like, yeah, we did it. We're back, everybody. For sure. It must be weird for Lee to go from like shooting his movie again to being like, wait, now you have to book movies again. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, uh, Lionsgate? Uh, hi. <laughs> and that's where he is as we speak. Like He is filming his movie, and so I don't mind, but he's been very thankful to me because I'm like, I got the seats all figured out. Yeah. I got Raina on board. I made sure we had a staff. That was the funny thing. <laughs> Having to email everybody, some of whom, like, you know, I've been in touch with Andrew. I've been in touch with Melissa. Mm -hmm. A couple of the other people I haven't talked to in 120 days. So I emailed one of our candy bar kids, Sarah, and I was like, so, uh... Do you still want to work at the Mayfair? Do you live here still? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, she could have been like, oh, I moved to Vancouver. Yeah, I moved to Alaska. <laughs> Man. But so we got everyone back. A couple folks do have real grown-up jobs, but as often happens at the Mayfair, are still like, oh, but I can still come in on Saturdays or something. Mm -hmm. So even though we're a little bit of a skeleton crew, we can do it, especially now that we can't do events that have 325 people. Mm -hmm. At most, it's 90 and we won't get that every day. I would love to, but we won't get that for every show. So we'll see how the first week rolls out. I think we can get by with our crew as is for the time being. And if not, maybe we'll be looking for more people. But it's so many maybes right now. It's so yeah. hard to say. And we don't know. Like, we were talking right before we rolled. This seems bonkers. But I think we could be back to a normal world within three weeks, six weeks. Who knows? But that will change things. But. Man. It's so confusing now to keep track of all the various dates and non-dates and like, and yeah, and I didn't even think about that other thing. Like the six meters doesn't disappear just because you get to have more people in it. So it's at least better. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> what was it before? 50 people? Yeah. So, so it's six feet or two meters. Okay. What worked very, very well at the Mayfair is kind of our aisles and three seats and leapfrogging a row. All the math worked out very well because... Gwen's Theater, the Dominion Chalmers, mm. their seats are different than ours. So it was way more math to kind of figure out where we just lucked out. We're like, oh, if there's three seats between you and somebody else, that is two meters. So that was a little bit easier. But now it's, it's just this weird math to figure out where it's theoretically if 10 groups of five people came and they all sat in the aisles in those seats, mm. that means we could get in more people. But I think that'll just be such a headache and such like a, a dice roll to figure out. Yeah. It's more safer and easier to just be like, well, it might mean five or ten less tickets a show, but it's just better if we just say 90 people. Yeah. And glass half full, that's 40 more people than before. So I think that's what we might stick with for this round. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully the next round might be a pure 50% because they might go, oh, now you can be 50% and just try to stay two seats away from each other or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. It's still kind of baby steps. Yeah. And how do you do, like, if you're sitting behind someone, that's not six meters. Exactly. Or... So so at the Mayfair, everything has a leapfrog row. Right, yeah. So that's even harder to... And the couches have a row behind them, but that's enough space. True, yeah, that's true. I thought you had fun with this, but now the more that I think about it, it's horrible. No, I, I, was, I was moved around tape yesterday, and every once in a while, my brain would just turn off, and I'd look at things, and I'd be like, if I move that row of three over there and move that over there, will that allow for two more people? And it's just like this... 
Yeah, with Tetris music playing in yeah, the yeah. background. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the worst Frogger game ever or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, there's there's Leapfrog, but then you can't Leapfrog here, but then this isn't even a seat anymore, and like, I don't know. Well, and I did a CTV interview from the cinema yesterday, mm. and that's the first one I've done of those for a while, because usually they'd call and I'd be like, yeah, I'm at home, we can do a Zoom thing. And I wore my mask during the interview, and I said... I know for a fact the rules are if you're doing something like that and still social distance, you can take off your mask if mm. you're doing an interview or something like that in a cinema. But I kept on my mask, so I didn't see the footage, but I think that's kind of cool and of the time. Of if I go back to look at that clip, one, I'll be like, I need a haircut. Because I, <laughs> I looked at, I passed by a mirror afterwards and my hair was like, boom. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I look very shaggy and I have a mask on, but you'll be able to be like, Oh, yeah, that interview was done in the summer of 2021. Man, it's good hockey hair you got going on. Yeah. Know, like half Ronald McDonald, half hockey. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's working for you. July 27th. Getting my haircut appointment was like getting Rolling Stones tickets. Man, yeah. It's still like, well, I don't want to say it's so far away. It's not, but it feels like far-ish. Yeah. I'll remember it because it's the day before the NBA draft. So obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, That's why I'm, I'm getting... watching that, I'm like, hey, Josh got a haircut yesterday. That's why I'm getting fancied up for the day. I thought so. Yeah, you'll be representing the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> We're all double vax now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was... I had to uh, call in yesterday because it was like... It wasn't like super lingering effects, but I just found like I couldn't really sleep on that side. And so I, I didn't sleep super well over the weekend. I slept okay, but it was just like... I think in the night I would turn on my left and be kind of like, and my brain would know something wasn't quite right. So that you didn't was for have, me. You didn't have a nice person who asked you what side you sleep on? Uh, well, it was more like, what's your non-dominant oh, arm? Okay. And that's what we're doing. But the thing is, when we got ours, the first one was totally fine. The second one, like, I'm, I'm not a needle person, but I'm not, maybe I am a wimp, I don't know. But the thing is, like, we went, my wife and I went together, and we actually literally sat next to each other. And so she went first. And I think maybe, I was also super full of quesadillas at the time. <laughs> which sounds weird, but, like, I, I had too full of a stomach. And so, like, I was sitting there, and I'm just, I had too much time to think about it. And she's walking th- her through, and like, oh, this is this, and whatever and tell them, like are you guys queasy or whatever and I was like well I didn't think I was but now I'm starting to feel like I am and then so I, she got hers all good I go and sit and I'm just starting she's like are you okay are you getting queasy and I'm like am I I don't know why yeah. she got in my head <laughs> and so she gave me the shot and then I immediately felt queasy and she's like well do you feel queasy and I'm like yeah a little bit and i like I felt well, like, now that you mentioned it. Fi- yeah, pretty much. Like, I felt fine it, technically, but I just felt a little, like, ugh. And so she, like, walked me over to, like, the lie-down station. Like, I was, like, a five-year-old boy lying down on the mats. <laughs> and everyone's, like, looking at me and just, oh, wow, I hope that guy's okay, you know. And I'd just been thinking about, you know, like, my cousin having a heart attack weeks earlier. And I was, like, okay, it's not that. Like, I, I did feel fine in theory but it's just like as i'm lying there it was just a little head rush if anything you know you're like statistically speaking if i and my cousin get a heart attack <sighs> that that's skewing the one in 10 million or it's whatever bad. it is and I, we're not even technically related because it's my wife's cousin so i'm like that i can't even make sense of that you know so luckily i was just i could just lay down for like five minutes i had some water felt kind of okay and like they kept coming every like two minutes they're like are you okay are you all right you know put your feet up on the chair, get the blood flow going. I was like, good advice, good advice. And like, and I'm like lying there. I was like, yeah, I had some uh, sweet potato quesadillas and I'm pretty full. I'm like, what in the hell is happening right now? No, so, they're all great. Yeah, it was, it was good, but it was definitely like just a weird moment. And then, yeah, like we were kind of just out of it the next day and yeah, Sunday was fine, but yeah, just Monday morning, I just, I just did not sleep well and, and I had just needed a day. So I'm, Andrew, I'm pretty okay you, today. Andrew, you made it through unscathed? Yeah, 
I think I was tired the fir- after the first shot that I got, but maybe because it was like early in the morning. But mm. I felt like basically just the arm soreness. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I was okay. Yeah, I feel bad about bragging about it, but I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. I got I got the arm soreness. Not even soreness is the right word. But just you can feel it. Like it yeah. feels tense. It was not as painful as a fancy tattoo I got on my arm. But, like, yeah. That's like, true, though. I have no tattoos, so, like, I'm just, like, not used to like, needles and arms. the tattoo was way more painful getting it because mm-hmm. it was hours instead of a second and way more attention afterwards because it was instead of, like, ooh, my arm's sore. It was, like, if you touch me, I'll pass out with white hot pain. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, Raina, when she showed up yesterday, she was doing some manager stuff around the cinema. She pulled up in front of the cinema was getting her lock off her bike and then got a last minute notice that she could get scheduled for her second shot right then. Oh, wow. Jeez. So she texted me and she's like, I'm outside the cinema. I'll be back in an hour, an hour and a half. She lives in Vanier near Eric. Nice. So she had to double back about halfway. Oh God. Because her appointment, I think she said was at Ottawa U. Okay. So not all the way back, but I was like, Oh my God, if you were going to have to go all the way back. So she got there and she had been, it was hot outside and, you know, she's had, had a double quick bike ride. So she got there and she was all kind of like yourself, but she was all like sweaty and panting. <laughs> and she said she could feel the eyes of a couple people on her because yeah. they're like asking the questions like, do you feel sick or exhausted? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. And then the person giving her the shot scolded her and said, you look a little tired. You make sure to not do anything. Are you this. wheezing quite a lot, yeah. miss? <laughs> but I thought it was funny just that. She was like, no, 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 I promise. I just rushed her on my bike. I'm, I don't feel sick or anything like that. But she walked in all sweaty and panting and looking like she was ill. Then she biked back here? Then she went home okay. to freshen up and then came back to the Mayfair. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, I, I biked to uh, to my second appointment. But, uh, yeah, I, get, like, I just wouldn't have trusted myself. to. I, the one arm was okay, you know. I just would have felt like kind of like, I, ah, jeez. Like, that's one thing. If you're biking to the appointment, getting it done, then biking home. But if you're, like, biking to the Mayfair, biking oh, back yeah, somewhere, yeah. getting a shot, yeah. then biking home, then biking to the Mayfair, then biking home, I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. So props to you, Raina, for, who yeah. probably won't <laughs> listen to this. But anyway, like, good job. So let's be podcast hosts and actually talk about the movies coming up to screen at the Mayfair. Friday, July 16th through July 22nd, 2021. We couldn't have made a movie wish and had it come true more than for our big comeback. We have the Ottawa premiere of Pig starring Nicolas Cage. And it's the actual premiere. Yeah, it's essentially, to me, it's the world premiere because it comes out that day. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like we're the only place in the world playing it. But like, in my opinion, that's a world premiere. It's, It's the day of, come on. Yeah, and it's Nick Cage. It's getting rave reviews. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friend Tom came to see Mandy or something. It was uh, Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space. And he was getting frustrated because poor Nick Cage has done a lot of movies. Some of those are laugh-at-them kind of movies. And some are just really great movies. And he was getting frustrated because Cage was acting very well. But people were laughing for no reason, almost like like waiting for it. And this, I've read a couple of reviews that have that weird backhanded thing mm-hmm. of they're like, this isn't the goofy over the top Nick Cage 
but this is great. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why'd you have to mention that other thing? Why can't you just be positive yeah. about this? Like, and it's weird because, like, apparently this one does have some comedy, but, like, deliberate, you know, comedy. Like, I don't really know what, just from what I've read. You know, right. it's not a comedy by any means. But Fairly kind of offbeat, right? Yeah, and I think that's that's part of it. Like, maybe some is tongue-in-cheek. And, and that's the weird thing, like, because Color of Space did have some comedy. And so it's weird. I, I think it's a weird... Is a, is a juggling act almost because you know there, there are parts people laugh at that aren't supposed to be funny but then there's a deliberate funny and so they're like oh okay yeah so there's gonna be more <laughs> yeah. deliberate but then there isn't another deliberate funny so they're like what the hell am i supposed to do here so yeah it's this one harkens back to more like joe which i know like we all joe's enjoyed. really good yeah such That's a, a really good movie and supposedly like he picked this one because it was kind of like that maybe not the character arc but like kind of a similar character so i think a lot i, I don't want to say a lot of people didn't see that but i think I feel like a lot of people didn't see that. So yeah, it's from the director of Halloween. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And yeah. Halloween kills. Yeah. Like the good, the good Halloween. Why? One isn't, of the two good Halloweens. Why isn't Nick Cage in one of these Halloween movies? He could be. Maybe he's, he's probably, in the third he'd one. He probably want to play Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. God. He looks a bit like the mask sometimes. You know, not the movie <laughs> The Mask, but the Michael Myers mask. So Pig is essentially, I believe, John Wick, but with a pig. Kind of, well, or taken but with a pig and I can't tell either because like the premise sounds like that but then the trailer doesn't seem like that so I can't tell if they're how what they're gonna lean into it and like the kid from uh, Hereditary is in it as well who's who's so great good. yeah so and apparently oh yeah yeah he like Cage is like one of his acting heroes and so just being on set with him was just ridiculous which I'm sure it would be for all of us <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah so yeah like I, I honestly don't know what to expect from this but i think like this is gonna be a good i feel like i say this every year and i know it's true but this will be the year of the cage because <laughs> yeah. he's got like some very interesting looking like good stuff you know it seems like every year is the year of the cage the last few years because like <laughs> you look at the lineup of whether it's movies like into the spider-verse or color mm -hmm. or mandy yeah or fun goofy stuff like having a cameo as superman in teen titans mm -hmm. you know just he's oh, man. he's working like yeah. he's doing stuff yeah and and then he's got like he's got that whatchamacallit miniseries coming up the tiger miniseries yeah yeah which I, who knows if, like, like it seems like that's taken a while now and i don't know if they'll be like we missed our perchance on yeah, that but yeah, like, yeah but and, and i mean the well they moved it to next year so luckily next year will also be the year of the cage but that, yeah. the one uh, that's coming out where he plays himself that's supposed oh, to be yeah oh, the, and, and he's got a long title yeah it's like uh the unbearable weight of massive talent and it's about him trying to get a role in a Tarantino movie. So it's like right up your alley, too. Yeah. Like, it's like they're doing... If, if he, if there's some sort of... I'm trying to think of something for you. Like maybe he's in a Ghostbusters <laughs> thing, too, in that movie. Maybe I think he would be excellent as some crazy old Yoda-type wizard in a mm -hmm. Doctor Strange movie. You could see it. Or in a Star Wars movie. Like imagine him as, as some weird hermit showing up on Mandalorian or something like that. Yeah. Like I think he's still young enough to have time to hit that Christopher Lee stride, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe in 10 or 20 years, he'll still be doing some cool stuff because people our age or even a bit younger are still going to be wanting to put Nick Cage in their movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's got plenty of time left to it, still do that. It's a cage of sons. Yeah, yeah, it is. As it always is, you know, and he could be a good, uh, like an Egon Spangler type too. Like, I mean, not that's like the withdrawn type cage, but like, yeah. that's the thing. Like he can really do so many of these different things. So if, if a director sits on him, he can calm down. Mm -hmm. It's similar to Jim Carrey. It's similar to a few actors like that. If, mm -hmm. if you just let them go, they'll go. Yeah. But if they're directed, they can tone it down a bit. Yeah. I think just Nick Cage for, I don't know, 15, 20 years has been told, go crazy. Yeah. And it's weird now because like he's kind of 
ping-ponging between that kind of thing where and i think some of it is the maybe the age of the directors as well because i yeah. know he's been working with some younger guys on their first or guys or gals whoever you know on their first movie or something like that or their first full length and you kind of almost don't know what to tell him like because it's nicholas cage you know it's one of the greatest yeah. actors and you just you're kind of like I can direct you, but I also want your knowledge in this. And because he makes his character, runs with the screenplay ads, all the, like, I mean, a lot of actors do, but I know he, he definitely makes backstories and, and ticks and whatnot, yeah. which is pretty impressive. And people forget, like, he's done a few, whether they were successful or not, but a few, like, really mainstream romantic comedies or romantic dramas that didn't involve any cagedness. It like, could happen to you. Yeah. And oh, yeah, Family that's, Man, that's a good where, one. where mm-hmm. he's just like, normal you know so he can still do that kind of stuff too but not yeah. that cage needs defense from us no <laughs> no and, and it's it's funny because like it almost seemed like maybe i couldn't put an exact date on it maybe you know say like five years ago or something it seemed like he might be on the cusp of being relegated to willis yeah. dtv status i don't know if he ever would have truly gotten there because you know there are a lot of people that are more you know popular now or have more power now who are like like a tarantino ish type person who can poach him for these mm. roles you know yeah and i think that we've talked about that before i think that is what's going to happen you know so our other ottawa premiere is the specials which is a french drama about a pair of teachers who work with autistic kids mm. and it's just a very highly acclaimed kind of simple character piece vincent castle vincent oh, Cassell. No, Cassell, i think is, from Mirrorversible. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the Crimson Rivers. I don't know why that one's in my head, but he was in it. Yeah, like people might know him from Black Swan, Eastern Promises. So he's done quite a few North American big movies, mm-hmm. but overseas, over in France, he's one of the cornerstone actors. Oh, yeah. And so this is his newest film. I saw him in Underwater. Did you see Underwater? Yeah, I did, but I forgot he was in it. No yeah. offense. <laughs> I don't think he lasts very long in it, but but <laughs> I I really like that movie yeah. as a side. I think of him and Jean Reno. I don't know why. Yeah, like I kind of yeah. put them together for some They're reason. They're kind of similar playing character pieces and villains yeah. and both great. And you know. and both much more famous elsewhere on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our two Ottawa premieres. And then we have the two films that were supposed to screen back right when lockdown hit here we go so that's kind of cool it so our two classic films this week are heavy metal and wild at heart heavy metal is cool because it's partially produced here in ottawa Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly it's the bomber sequence right which apparently is not a b-52 we were called out on that yeah i can't remember who's not yeah because we were saying b-52 and someone was like actually it's a whatever (laughs) and we're like okay it's a b other number you're right i mean i just thought it was cool but all right somebody asked me for details on social media and i'm like i'm not an expert but i just googled heavy metal ottawa yeah and i found the heavy metal fan page and the wikipedia page both mention yeah. ottawa so there's confirmation and a ton of bands also you found too. Like, yeah oh, well, this is not helping yeah. me right now but cool well and somebody was like oh i didn't know ottawa was an animation town and it was like yeah ottawa's oh, yeah. like a cornerstone mm-hmm. animation town has a giant world renowned animation fest every summer mm-hmm. and i personally know I don't know, four or five different people who work in animation at different studios. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine runs an animation studio in Vancouver that just set up shop poorly timed right before all this COVID stuff happened. But yeah, so Ottawa is a big animation town. So 40 years ago, part of Heavy Metal was produced here, which is pretty cool. Man, we're on a good run with the Lost Missile and now this, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Wild at Heart, where it's so funny. It happens every once in a while where I always have to explain why, but people go, 
you should do a double bill. And I'm like, we haven't done double bills for years. We love double bills, but it's it's both because distributors don't like them because it's less ticket income. Most people don't do double bills. The last times we've done double bills, I remember doing Die Hard the last time, and Die Hard would be 300 people. And I swear, Die Hard 2 would go down to like 30 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense to play It's a Wonderful Life at 7 and Die Hard at 9 and hopefully get 200 people for both of them. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that's why we don't do double bills anymore. Never say never. We might do some again, but it's just, it's more effective to do separate films. And every once in a while, somebody says, oh, you got to do double bills. And so I point out, you can just come and yeah. buy a ticket, buy a ticket to Pig and buy a ticket to Wild at Heart. Yeah. If you're a member, that's still cheaper than seeing one movie at the multiplex. Yeah, anything can be a double bill. It's <laughs> yeah. up to the customer, really. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? And then you can have two movies. And we have customers who do that all the time, but not very many. We have like, you know, three or four regulars who do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you would like, you can do a Nick Cage double bill this week on Wednesday and Thursday, mm. the 21st and 2nd, and watch brand new cage and 30 year old cage that's gonna be interesting because like yeah like it's such a timeline jump that it's pretty fun you made me think of me being one of the few people watching texas chainsaw 2 and psycho 2 right on double bills that i think psycho 1 and 2 i brought my wife and her sister and her sister stayed for the first one and left and i'm just like but psycho 2 it's so underrated like i love that movie Gwen and I were organizing the trailers in the secret bunker room underneath the projection booth. Nice. We built these, mostly she, I was there for support, built these horrible metal shelves. But now everything's all organized down there. Our archive trailers are all alphabetized. Our 35 millimeter film prints are all alphabetized. And she was sharpening up a Psycho 3 trailer, I think. And wow. And oh, she nice. said... There's a Psycho 3? And I said, <laughs> I said, there's a Psycho 4. Oh, man, I, you're the person to go on about that. We've talked about Psycho yeah. 4 many times. And, and I said, I like all the Psychos. And I said, Psycho 4 is directed by your friend Mick Garris, who directed Critters 2, because Gwen has a phobia of Critters. Nice. And when I took a picture with her with a Critter at the amazing Seattle Nerd Museum, Mick Garris actually like the tweet or whatever so man i think he did sleepwalkers too he did sleepwalkers yeah. which i saw here at the mayfair which, which, you know i yeah you know there's some good stuff <laughs> no, everything he does is amazing yeah they're all really good movies <laughs> he had a good run where he wrote hocus pocus he directed the hmm. stan miniseries which at oh, the true. time was the highest rated tv show ever great cast. i think so hocus yeah. pocus oh my god yeah, hocus i actually pocus? didn't I remember that movie that. he wrote it but i think he wrote the story and then there might be like eight screenwriters after yeah. that but he got credit on the poster so he's uh nice the creator of good Hocus paycheck Pocus. on that one i bet <laughs> yeah and i don't know how it works for like merchandising and stuff but man or the sequel like is he gonna get a shout out yeah because i don't think he's writing the sequel but i believe it'll say based on characters nice. created by mick garris well that's another sweet check free paycheck <laughs> you gotta love that <laughs> well that's what john carpenter did forever right where he was like yeah go ahead do a halloween thing just i get a credit and he would say put in the theme, one of the greatest themes of all time, mm-hmm. and that meant he would get a paycheck. So he made sure to get a creator by paycheck and mm-hmm. a music paycheck for the Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. And then he got his name on, you know, the Thing remake and yeah. all those kind of things. So he and Wes Craven both, I think, a couple times did that. Or George Romero were yeah, just yeah. like, for the crazies, was like, oh, yeah, I get an executive producer credit. Paycheck, please. Yeah, because I'm think i pretty sure, or uh, not King, well, probably King too, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Carpenter gets a, a producer credit on most of those. Yeah. Halloween, and I, I, like, that's got to be just a huge, 
He does the do. Rob Zombie ones. Uh, no, I don't know about that, but but I know he was like uh, he helped with the story. I think on the new ones a little bit, like just kind of maybe like some ideas or just maybe like brainstorming. Yeah, so and I, full I blown did the music. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So it's like that was what one of the things I like so much about those is like he's actually involved. Like he's not yeah. just like give me a check. I don't give a shit. You know, like like the Fog remake or something. <laughs> oh like, God. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was neat. Like yeah, obviously appreciates you know the the people involved and the story and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah, I was just defending remakes again recently, and I'm like, no, there's always good remakes. Oh, my God. That's the oldest, most annoying thing, where yeah. you're just like, there's good and bad of every type of everything. Like, literally. Yeah. There's just terrible new material, too, guys. Oh, you know what it was? It was Silence of the Lambs, because <laughs> I was like, not only is Hannibal a good TV show, mm-hmm. not to mention TV, because we will never mention TV again nah, ever yeah. more now, but people think Silence of the Lambs was the first one. And it's like, no, there was another one before that. Yeah. So, like, the TV show is the third canonical Silence of the Lambs. And I think a true rarity, all three of them really good. Yeah. And there was a Hannibal movie before Hannibal the show, too. Although I don't think the show dealt with the stuff from that book. But I like that movie. There's so many. Yeah. So I asked Lee if we could get Silence of the Lambs just as a fun excuse because... Both, I think people want to come see it because they've watched the TV show now, mm-hmm. and there might be a bunch of youngins who have never seen it. And it's the 30th anniversary, so it's always a nice mm. excuse to watch that now. It's, it's funny, it's the 30th anniversary of Science of the Lambs and the 20th anniversary of Movie Hannibal. Wow, jeez, I forgot about that. I saw that three times in theaters for, for some reason. I didn't have a lot going on at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it. I think that was uh, Anthony Hopkins' excuse as well. <laughs> it probably was, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't have a lot going on. I had, I, I had a month off, sure. It's, it's, it's Ridley Scott. What? You know, I got to be a completist. Jeez. Yeah. And then Red Dragon came out much faster. Which I also liked. Like I'm a not year? Gonna, I know a lot of people hated that. And, you know, they're like, Manhunter is the only movie ever. But I'm like, I just like, you know, it's it's, it's our old age old argument. We're like, I just like enjoying a movie. I don't know. I'm not trying <laughs> well, to. Manhunter's like, so good, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a classic. I just find it funny that there's some people, I think there's some people who haven't even seen Red Dragon who are just like, oh, it's garbage. Manhunter's the one. And you're just like, well, <laughs> it's fine if you didn't like it. But just, <laughs> I, you know, they, you could enjoy them both or neither or one or the other. Come on. Yeah, I just like everything. Yeah, some it, people just hate Brett Ratner. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's deserved. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the rat for a reason. Come on. No, like I said, a nice thing about Ben Burt, who's a sound designer, who I love, who did Star Wars and mm-hmm. all kinds of other great things. And somebody went on like, yeah, but don't check out a movie he edited because, ugh. And I'm just like... Just in general? In or? general. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just like, why even say that? <laughs> why? What do you like, mean? Like... I couldn't imagine watching a movie just like, oh, yeah, that's a Brent Bird. This sucks. Like, this editing is so noticeably bad. I'm trying to say a nice thing about a guy on his birthday who gave us the sound of lightsabers, and you got to go and kick him when he's down because you didn't like some movies he edited. For me, David Prowse is the only true Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. All downhill after that. Oh, what a shame. We're just trying to enjoy the cajusance with Andrew. We're dealing with this madness. Come on. Okay, so let's wrap things up. We've got so many things to do, but we are so happy to record an actual podcast where we got to tell you four movies yeah. that are coming up. Oh, and I'll just quickly say there'll be news shortly about Zola and Gunda, which are the two movies premiering on the 23rd. Nice. Gunda is not like a John Wick type movie, is it? Gunda's another pig movie. Oh, are you serious? For real. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Back-to-back pig films. Yeah. Anyone complaining we don't have film festivals? We got a pig film festival. Man, so we have a pig movie called Pig that sounds like John Wick. Then we have a movie called Gunda that sounds like John, John Wick, Wick, but it's but actually it's a, pig a pig movie, movie, not about that. 
My mind is blown. I know, and we haven't even talked about it yet, except for this now, I guess. I think contractually we'll have to play Babe. I was going to say, or at least the second one even. We'll get what we can get, yeah. I guess. Okay, so you can check out all of our updates, which are coming fast and furious, at mm. MayfairTheater.ca and on all of our social media platforms. And we'll be back in a week to talk about more movies playing at the Mayfair. We look so forward to having you back and... We'll see you for movie watching. Yay. Yay. Hooray. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's see if we can convince Lee to book Face Off next. I feel like. Isn't it the something anniversary of that? Who cares? The 27th anniversary. I'm in. Columbia Pictures takes you beyond the future to a universe you've never seen before. I think you're going a little high, man. It's okay, man. If there's one thing I know, it's how to drive when I'm stoned. It's like you know your perspective's fucked, so you just gotta let your hands work the controls as if you're straight. Oh, wow. Good landing, man. A universe of mystery. Okay, sucker. Hand over your cash, now. (laughs) A universe of sexual fantasies. My whips. Harry, can I sleep with you? That was incredible. I've never felt anything like it. A universe of magic. Heavy metal. A step beyond science fiction.